So this week has been an endless drag of a limping shit heel for a lot of people I know. And maybe for a lot of people you know, I don't know. Maybe you've had a fine week. But a lot of people have not had a fine week, and so I was trying to think of my own little way to make everybody feel a little bit better, if only for a few little minutes. And I thought about music, naturally. And then I thought about good music, naturally. And then it hit me to find a funny little story involved in, albeit a sidestepping roundabout way, with a music man. And there aren't many better music men than John Fahey. Oh my god, my copy of this book is autographed. Ha! Good evening. It's Friday, the 19th of September, 2008. It's me, it's Bedtime Story Podcast. The Spring by John Fahey. I suppose it all began when Jackie Shard, our gang leader, received a microscope for Christmas one year. Somewhere between 1945 and 1950. Jackie and his brother Jamie lived right across the street from me. I was over there one afternoon, sitting with them under their Christmas tree. Soon the other kids came around too. Jackie Short, who was my boyhood idol, soon had put the microscope together on top of a sturdy desk. He instructed all us all to go out and collect various kinds of water and goo and semi-permeable membranes so that we could all look at what was really there in the microcosmos. So, we all went out with buckets and pails and siphons and trowels. It didn't take us long to collect samples of river water, creek water, Swamp water, algae colonies, leaves and all kinds of stuff from the surrounding neighbourhood. And so, Jackie put some river water on a slide and showed it to us. Boy, were we surprised when we looked through the scope and saw all kinds of previously unknown critters some of which Jackie was able to identify for us and show us in the family encyclopedia. I don't remember their names. Then we tried some of the creek water, and it was the same, only the critters were different. Same with swamp water, different critters, but critters nonetheless. And it was the same with the sections of leaves and mud and algae and so forth. There were critters everywhere. Yes, what an education. Then Jackie ordered some tap water. Gosh, there were even a few critters in the tap water. We thought the chlorine killed off all the critters, but a few survived. And Jackie identified all of them and explained that none of them were dangerous unless they appeared in much larger numbers. Then I remembered something. Me. Hey, we forgot to get some water from the spring in Denny Briss's backyard. I immediately grabbed a clean bucket and went over to Denny's backyard. Denny wasn't there with us because he refused to join the gang. The hell with Denny Briss. 
Now, we all knew that this spring was kind of unusual, because we had measured the temperature of the water that flowed through it. At quite a fast speed, I might add, and we had measured the temperature of all the other springs in the neighbourhoods. We found, to our surprise, that spring water doesn't change very much all year round. Never more than ten degrees. An average of five degrees. Why not? Nature is nature, and it has its own rules and games and tendencies, etc. Doesn't it? We thought it did, anyway. The problem was that this fine spring, the one in Denny Briss's backyard, never changed temperature. All year round, during the hottest summer, in cold midwinter, the temperature was always in stasis. And everybody in the neighbourhood kept a bottle of it at home in their Kelvinators. It was always clean. It tasted like ambrosia and, well, this seemed, and seems hard to believe, but everybody said it had healing properties. Whenever anybody got sick, the doctor came and dispensed medicine just like everywhere else, and everybody healed pretty quickly. And although nobody ever said so out loud, everybody, even me, believed that it was this spring water, not the miracle drugs, that healed people. Whenever I got sick, my mother brought me some spring water. It was so delicious, especially when you were all hot and dry with a fever. And soon after you drank some, the fever would start to decline and the disease to abate. And at night, it would help you sleep. And you would dream about the spring, and you would dream that you entered into it, and that there was a system all around the world, everywhere, with openings, and that you travelled under the ground through the spring water and could visit any place you wanted to go, like China, or Berkistan, or Belarusia, or Java, and pretty soon you would be well. The whole time I lived in Tacoma Park, I know this sounds crazy. I never heard of anybody dying. Maybe somebody did, but anyway. I took the bucket of spring water back to Jackie Short's living room, and he took some of the water out of the pail with an eyedropper and put it on a slide, and put the slide on the clasp and lowered the lens and raised it again. Jackie. Ha! Huh. Nothing. I don't see anything. Then he squirted the eyedropper out in the waste can and ordered some more. But the same thing happened again. The stuff was invisible under the scope. So he ordered river water. Maybe the machine was broken, but no, the scope was okay. There were the same old river water microbacteria with the same old critters swimming gaily around. So he tried the spring water again. Nothing. And again and again and again and still nothing. 
so, he turned to his brother Jamie. Jackie, go down in the basement and bring up the black paint with the brush. Sometimes you have to dye things to see them. Jamie quickly returned with the black paint and the brush. Jackie, okay, Jamie, put the paintbrush in the paint. Jamie complied. Jackie, now, Jamie, stick the paintbrush in the spring water and stir it around. So, Jamie picked up the paintbrush full of black paint and stuck it into the bucket of spring water. And, of course, we all expected the water to turn black. But it didn't change colour at all. The water stayed the same, but the black paint disappeared as soon as it hit the water. It was then that we knew we had a hold of something, but what we didn't know. So, like in all experiments, we repeated the action again and again. But each time, the same thing happened. The black paint disappeared. So Jackie took some of the spring water and put it on a slide. Nothing. Just nothing. Yes, we all had hold of something very unusual. Something that contradicted all the laws of science. This was very disturbing to us since we all planned to be scientists when we grew up. Mad scientists, of course, like Dr. Savannah and Captain Marvel Adventures, only we really would conquer the universe. But in order to be mad scientists, first we had to learn how to be normal scientists. At least, that's what Jackie Short said. But now the spring water was screwing up our plans, and we couldn't have that. We really did plan to take over the universe. We weren't joking. But this matter was very disturbing. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Short were from farms near Lynchburg, Virginia. Of course, they were very nice, but they didn't know anything about science. But my father subscribed to Scientific American, and he knew a lot about science. And so did Mr. Fishhead. He worked for the telephone company, and he repaired radios and TV sets in his spare time. So we figured he must know a lot about science, too. So I told my father about it, and he came over and repeated the experiment. Same thing. Nothing. So my father called up Mr. Fisher on the phone and told him about it. So Mr. Fisher came over, and... Same damned thing. So, my father and Mr. Fisher started discussing it. Mr. Fisher. You know, Al... They have an electron microscope over at the physics department at MDU. I wonder if they would examine it for the kids if we called them up. My father. Let's try it. Why not? I'll do the talking. My father was good at talking, so he got the phone book and looked up the number. He called up over there in College Park and told them the story and asked if us kids could bring the water over and if they'd look at it on the electron microscope. 
My father said they sounded very interested, and that we could take it over any weekday in the morning, and that they'd examine it. So early the next week, we took the water over to MDU and found the physics building, and eventually found the guys my father had talked to. They took the water. They wouldn't let us near the electron microscope, but they started fooling around with it and the water after about 15 minutes. Hey, what the hell? There's nothing here. What is this, some kind of a joke? Those kids are playing a goddamn joke on us. And they came running down the hall and chased us out of the building and told us never to come back. What the hell can you do? Especially when you're a kid. Nobody wants to believe you.